Good morning, everybody. Hey, welcome to the Real Estate Radio Show podcast. This is our inaugural hump day broadcast. So we're here every Wednesday moving forward uh, at 11 o'clock from 11 to around 12 every Wednesday. And we're here every Saturday from 9 a.m. until 10 a.m. We're going to be joined soon by our buddy Dylan Kramer of Benchmark Mortgage. And we have a really special guest today, John Hoffman, REO broker and owner at Y Rent Real Estate. And John is going to dive deep with us on what's going on in the REO market, in the short sale market, and just what's happening in the distressed niche of the real estate market, if you will. So John will have a lot of interesting stuff to talk about uh, regarding that. I, I did that for a long time, from probably 2008 to 2017. So me and John have worked a lot together. We got a lot to say about the REO short sale side of this business. Um, and Dylan Kramer will be joining us shortly. Dylan's with Benchmark Mortgage. He's going to... Uh, you know, just fill us in on what's going on on the mortgage end of the business. And, you know, bottom line is we want to help you, whether you're buying, selling or investing, we want that to be a successful road you're traveling down. So here's the thing. We are live streaming on TikTok, LinkedIn, Facebook, uh, YouTube and several other platforms. So uh, real estate is a full contact sport. So if you have any comments, drop a comment and let's get to it. So as I said, we're live streaming. Don't be shy. Drop a comment. I want to make a couple of uh, quick announcements. As I said, John Hoffman will be joining us today. Uh, this coming Saturday, we're going to be joined by our probably the greatest real estate attorney in the history of real estate, uh, Patrick Loftus of Loftus Law. We love talking to Patrick. He always has great stories and some great advice as far as how you can protect yourself when you're in the midst of a transaction. And, you know, by the way, if you're a for sale by owner and you're trying to sell your home on your own, you're running into any difficulties. Again, drop us a comment and let's, uh, you know, let's see if we can help you out. So also on the 29th of November, that is Wednesday. That's, I believe, the Wednesday after Thanksgiving. We are going to have just a rocking show with Margaret Gare from Chicagoland Home Staging. So... This is going to be a great show because I actually took before and after Rico 360 uh, tours of the property before it was staged and after it was staged. And there's a story behind this as to how quickly the property sold once it was staged and why that is um, so important to remember when you're selling a home. Remember to stage your property properly, say that 10 times in a row, um, and it's really going to give you an edge up on exactly uh, how you can get people more interested 
and make them feel more at home in your property rather than just walking in to this big old empty space. So John Hoffman's going to be joining us in about three to five minutes. And let me get rid of this uh, post-it note. I literally have post-it notes all around me. So um, Dylan will be on shortly. Remember, drop us a comment if you're on TikTok, YouTube, LinkedIn, Facebook, wherever you are, drop us a comment. We'll get right to it. And um, don't forget to join us Saturday at 9 a.m. And then remember on the 29th, make a note, Margaret Gear, Chicagoland Home Staging. We are going to do a great case study on staging 831 Diane. This is an 11,000 square foot home in Naperville that just came under contract. So we will get to that shortly. Let's get rid of that. All right. So, and we already talked about Patrick Loftus being on this Saturday. So let's, without any further ado, let's bring my buddy John Hoffman on. And there he What's is. What's up, Blair? The man of the hour. What's hey, you, on, actually, you actually caught me at one of my REOs under construction right now. Nice. <laughs> so, nice. Yeah, so we're out here literally with boots on the ground. So That's awesome. Man. I, I love it. I love it. So yeah. there you are. In, it, it's not cold out. Why are you wearing a winter? Is it cold uh, out? The heat's, the heat's on 55. Come on. You don't, you remember the program, don't you? Oh, that's right. So where are you? Where is this property? Uh, it's in Montgomery. It's on uh, Amsterdam uh, Avenue off of 30 and uh, Orchard Road. Okay. Probably and be ready. This will be ready for market probably in about, with, with my, with, you know, with my hope a month, probably more like two to three though. So whatever. Well, it is so what it let is. Let me ask you this. Because we, we know how this all goes with the REO business, and we'll get into some stats and stuff like that in a minute. But as long as you're out at this property, let's give people a little idea of what the whole REO foreclosure process is. Because you may have had this property in your inventory for the last year. Absolutely. So give everybody a little, the backstory of this property. Well, it's funny you're actually bringing this property up. Um, the uh, This property was actually vacated 2019. Wow. And I, I it was assigned to me about nine months ago. And when I came to this property nine months ago, and obviously we, it was obviously vacant. It had been vacant for a while. When we got in, we found the prior mortgage servicers inspection sheet on the table from 2019 unbelievable so that's how clogged up this system is and that's kind of what i've been saying is that you know when when 18 and all the foreclosures from 18 and 19 they were ready to be foreclosed and shipped out but then COVID hit and everything shut down and a yeah. lot of those are a lot of those are still jammed in the system and that's all because of the moratorium that was played moratorium right and people think oh well that's all that's old news it's like no that's not old news this stuff is still slowly climbing out of the sewer hole to get back above ground. I mean, that's why we don't have any inventory. And then we turn around and repair these and that takes forever. And it's just, you know, I mean, it, it's the whole system is so bogged down. It's really yeah. hard to explain. The repair it, process know? with Fannie Mae, Freddie Mac, and all these servicers is a lot of fun, isn't it? Oh my God. It's just, you know, it's not even, it's not even Fannie's fault. It's just that these contractors that, you know, we know the issues with getting good help yeah. or getting any help. 
Yeah. And these, these contractors can't get it. They don't have the, especially in these rural, these semi-rural areas, there's nobody out here working, you know? So yeah. it's just, you, you hope and pray that you'll get something done with, you know, you can get one of these simple projects done in six months. You know? you know, investors have the same problem. It's hard to find contractors that are going to be there every day and that are going to done on time. And the longer you hold the property, the more money out of your pocket and the less money you make. So absolutely, your investment is really, really in a in a weird way. And one of the ways is tethered to the people that you're working with contractors, attorneys. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. There's a lot of players involved, a lot of hands on it. It takes you know? a village. It, it totally. And I and the problem is we can't fill a village right now. And so, you know, you've got link, missing links all over these projects. And that's yeah. why these take so long. You yeah. Know? Yeah. But yeah, I mean, and my inventory is growing. My REO inventory right now is, albeit slowly, it's growing. And, the, you know, you, you look at the sheriff's list. King, I follow Kane County Sheriff's List. And that's going up. That's almost at a hundred units. That was at 42 units back in, back in May. Yeah, I Go saw ahead. that. And everything in the REO short sale space and in that whole distressed space is starting to tick up little Absolutely. by little, Absolutely. little by little. I don't think it's going to be where it was back in the day, but these properties that you mentioned that were put on moratorium and just stuck in the system, they are now starting to move through the system. Right. Very so, slowly, though. That's the problem. Everybody, very slowly. And that's, you know, you can't even say, well, it's going to be like, oh, wait, it's, it's not you can't really compare any prior history of anything to anything. You know, I mean, yeah, but we don't know what no. it's going to be. It might it might be very mild or tame or whatever. But I, you know, with with unemployment's on the way up. I, I just, I see a lot of, you know, I, the soft landing thing is like, I don't see how we get there. I just don't. Well, you know. it's funny because that's part of what I was going to talk about with Dylan as well when he comes on and you'll, you, you'll probably still be on here unless you got to fly and do your thing over there. Yeah. But, uh, you know, the funny thing is inflation is still holding under 4%, we're at about 3.7, 3.8% right now, I believe. Correct me if I'm wrong. Yeah, it yeah. sounds right, yeah. Yeah, um, mortgage rates, they're not fluctuating wildly. You know, they're right, they're right around 7.5% now, which when I bought my first home, that was that was my mortgage rate. That was my interest right, rate, yeah. 7.5%. And, um, you know, the thing about inflation is it's sticky because really, you know, people are getting frustrated that we're not getting off of this 3.7, 3.8 inflation to get back to where we want to be at about 2%. And a lot of the reason for that is food prices. Go right. buy a box of cereal. You get half Absolutely, of man. Get for three times what it used to cost. You know, I mean, it's ridiculous. Um, see, see, I think too that that all, all these these there's too many too many fudge numbers that you get just from yeah. the feds the feds are running on a rabbit to pull out of their hat i mean when you get unemployment numbers where they say oh we added 150,000 jobs 99,000 of them were government jobs okay yeah. that's just more inflation that's not yeah. like that's not like a, a i mean we're losing manufacturing jobs that's a money making job you know adding people to the government <laughs> 
workless. That's that just adds more inflation because we have to pay them. And that's yeah, why we have to add private sector jobs. I mean, obviously, that's what drives the market. And really what drives the market is entrepreneurs. Right. That's what drives America's economy. Our people yeah. starting businesses, putting people to work and being successful in their own right. So um, right. I think you talked I mean, about I mean, it's like there. It's like my point with the inflation is just that you know you go to the store. You don't. It's not coming down at the store, and that's why people are are you know our PO. That is the key, John. Right. That's the key because it's not coming thing. down. It's going up, folks. It's go going fill, up. Go fill your car up with gas, right? A gas prices are either coming down a little bit or staying right where they're at. I just filled up my car for, I think it was like 339. And I know it's not a buck 83 or whatever, but for 339 and gas prices have not fluctuated a lot either, which I'm really right. surprised about with everything going on in the Middle East. Yeah. Well, so, that's the oil thing, you know, that's oil driven for the most part, but it's like, it's like the grocery thing. It's like, you know, how, how, who hasn't gotten all those notices from all the places you subscribe to every month saying, hey, as of this date, you're going up. You know, I don't care if it's Apple TV going up five bucks. It's like everybody's get, everyone's getting hit. And that's not coming back. No. It's not like Apple's going to go, hey, inflation's down. No. Here's your five bucks back. You know? No, it's not. And, you know, John, that's part of the problem. Once a and that's part of the reason I believe that. Um, you know, inflation is not coming down like we'd like to see it. Come Definitely down. not. And that is because of food prices. You know, once a company figures out that you're willing to pay X amount of dollars for this product or that service, guess what? That price isn't coming down until you stop buying their overpriced stuff. Right. And uh, then you'll see prices come down because once once you stop purchasing their stuff at the price they want you to purchase it at, I promise you those prices come down. Absolutely. But nobody's doing that. No. We're still going out there. We're still buying all their stuff. See, hey, I'll tell you what, though. What's, what's, what's more alarming is people are, the number of uh, HELOCs and emergency 401k loans is go has gone up like 80% in the last year. Yeah, I mean, it's on my it's on my foreclosure minute uh, a couple weeks ago. But, yeah. but people are people are starting to run out of cash. So they're trying to tap equity of either their home or their to just keep feeding the elephant. You know, what yeah, I mean? you know credit card debt is through the roof. It's through the roof. And, and, and people are running out of dough. And now they're you know, now people are trying to uh, they're trying to tap the money in their homes. A lot of them can't even get the get the loans because the rates are too high you know so but it's just a thing it consumer is spending is still up so consumers are are moaning and and you know what else about inflation 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 right yeah but they're not acting that way they're still right. out there spending all kinds of money right uh, they're not buying houses because there's not a lot of houses out there to buy. Inventory is still at historic lows, right? Right, right. And prices are still, they're not going down. We are 5% uh, up in terms of the median sold price. Now, when I talk about that, that's in the Chicago metro area, MRED stats. Yeah, right. So we're 5% up over the same time last year. 
Um, and when I say 5%, that includes all residential property types. So condos, townhomes, single family homes. Right. When you take all those and put them together, the median sold price of a residential property has gone up 5% over the last year, year over year. Now, what is it um, now, like 410 or something? Oh, no. I mean, when you put all of these properties together, so, you know, one bedroom condos and oh, okay. all, gotcha. all of that, the median sold price right now, according to MRED, is 290 But that's including that's everything. That's pretty high. I mean, that's yes. extremely high. It's very you know? high. You used to be able to go out and buy a one bedroom, one bath condo for, you know, $180,000, yeah. $90,000, right? right? You right. can't do that anymore. I'm putting a condo on the market in Naperville. It's right in the middle of Naperville. We're in the midst of doing exactly what you're doing right now, rehabbing the whole thing, new floors, new paint, new appliances, you know, everything new. It's going to look like right. a brand new property when they walk in there, when the uh, buyer walks in there. And um, that property is coming. It's a two bedroom, one and a half bath. It's coming on the market at two nineteen nine, and that's in what what that's, town? That's in Naperville. It's right oh. on Mill Street. It's right off of Washington and uh, Ogden. So, yeah. um, and it's a Crazy. nice little place and a nice little community. But it's two nineteen nine, and I've seen others in there priced higher. They sit on the market forever because they're priced too high. That's the key, folks. Remember, when you're pricing your home, price it right the first time because that's the only yeah, time. Absolutely. absolutely. Right. You don't get it later on. And no, don't, your, your offers will become less the yeah. longer you sit there. Yeah. You know, people, really people think, oh, you know, people say, oh, well, you know, but John, I can't go back up. It's like, yeah, but you sit there too long and then, then all you'll, people quit looking at it because people, people, when they're looking for homes, they want what's bright, shiny pennies, what's new. Exactly. You know, the new listings, you know, not, yeah. something that's been on the market for four months. That stuff sits. I, I would know I've got a couple doing that, you know, that they overpriced it. And now we're now we're trying to drag people to it. You know, absolutely. I mean, you know, so for all you sellers out there, the the most the time that your home is most sought after. And I think you're going to agree with me on this, John. But the time your home is most sought after by buyers is when you first come on the market, when it's never been rejected for price, condition, or location, and everybody's excited to see it. Hopefully the broker you're working with, or if you're selling it by owner, you've pre-marketed it to you know, get everybody excited about it coming on the market, so to speak. Right. And this is your one shot at pricing it right. If you overprice it, you know, there's this old saying in real estate, the longer you're on the market, the farther away you're going to get from your list price. Right. It's as simple as that. Totally. Yeah. Right. Absolutely. So, tell you us got about little... three weeks. That's kind of what I, I mean, I hate to be uh, uh, aggressive, but you know, I tell people you got about three weeks. We'll know what it's worth in about three weeks. You know, well, you know what I do is I, I pre-market every property I put on the market. So I, I market it for 10 days before it's officially on the MLS. So we'll we'll market it on, you know, Zillow is coming soon. We'll put it on the PLN. We'll do a couple of uh, ads on uh, different social media platforms. And we'll get people excited about it coming on. 
if you don't get any calls or any inquiries at the price you come on when you're pre-marketing it, that could be an indication you're a little high. Yeah. No, you know, so, that's a good sign, man. Yeah. So there's a lot of ways that you can do this where, um, you know, you can kind of gauge the market before you officially come on. I put, I put properties on the market at one price while pre-marketing it. And then when we officially put it on the MLS, we actually put it at a little lower price. Yeah. And uh, so it's something to really keep in mind, you guys, when you are selling a home, make sure you're working with an agent that's not only a marketing agent, but they're a pricing expert. They know how to price homes. Yeah. Just like Fannie Mae. Fannie Mae knows how to price homes, right, John? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no comment from the peanut gallery, but anyways. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey i'll tell you what man the sellers too it's like a lot of these sellers it's like well let's start let's go with this price well i don't want to give it away well if, if you're in this market if you're truly giving it away we'll know in 36 hours when we have 27 offers and they're gonna go over list anyways so you're gonna you, know, you're gonna go you really can't over, lose exactly. you know you have nothing to lose at all. What I tell everybody uh, when I'm when I'm sitting in front of a seller and interviewing for the job, if you will, right? Right. You don't have to do that with Fannie Mae. They just shove listings down your throat as fast as they can. <laughs> right. I remember those. We days. hope. We hope. Yeah, we hope. Yeah. Um, but you know, when I'm sitting in front of a seller and you know, basically interviewing for the job, uh, I tell them you know, I suggest to them, I should say that um, the way to price your home is either right at market value or just a tad under market value, because that's where you're going to get all of this action. And right. if you get three or four people that are interested, you know, you launch your property on a Saturday, you give everybody two hours to see the property at the same time, 15 right. different people mm -hmm. show up. Even if only one of those uh, couples showing up or a person showing up are interested in the property, they're going to see all these other people there, right? Right. And they're right. going to say- Definitely creates a frenzy, for sure. Yeah, I got to get back to my car and write an offer. I'm not going to get this house. And typically that offer is for more than what you're right. So yeah. there's a science behind mm -hmm. doing this, right? Oh, absolutely, man. Yeah, it's- you know, that's what I mean. Like I said, some sellers are like, you know, well, we don't want to give it away. Don't go too low. You know, 10 grand, I mean, you know, it's not going to make that much difference and it might pop it. Sometimes you have that that sweet spot on a price that, boom, all, you know, you've had listings where you've had it for three weeks, a couple showings, nothing major. All of a sudden you put it at one price, 10 grand less, boom. All of a sudden you got 20 offers, yeah. you know, 35 showings. And it's just like, wow, where, where did all that come from? But every property has got its sweet spot. You know? yeah, absolutely. Right. And you know, the other, the other side of that, John, is that you put a property on, so I have a property in Chicago. It's a two flat with a finished basement. Um, it's a great, it would be a great little gem for an investor to pick up and add three more doors to their inventory because you and I both know it's a really tight market out there for investors. Oh man, I don't even, yeah, I don't, I, they're really, they have to have a complete inside track yeah. to get any property with any fruit on it whatsoever. Yeah. yeah. And know? so it's a tough market out there for investors. And oh, so for sure. 
this property would be a great property for an investor to pick up because it's three more doors. It's two units plus a finished basement with a uh, bathroom and a bedroom in it already. So they just got to clean it up, do some cosmetic work. And, you know, it would be a great house hack for someone to go live in and rent out the other two units. But right. here's the problem with this property. So when I first went into uh, Mr. and Mrs. Seller, I, um, you know, I suggested to them, I said, you know, based on all the facts we're seeing, and I showed them all the numbers, you know, I'm a title agent too, so I can get into some of the nitty gritty on what's going on in, uh, in terms of uh, median sold prices and what the title company puts that house's value at. So I showed him all this information, right? Them, all this information. And I'm like, you know, I, here's what I think. Investors are hungry out there, right? They're hungry for properties. There oh, aren't sure. a lot of properties to buy. So I said, we might be coming on a little too high, but I'm, I'm okay. I'm okay trying this, right? right? My suggestion to you, Mr. and Mrs. Seller, would be to put this property on the market at $259.9. I said, if we're a little high, we're going to find out in 30 days. And I don't think we're that, that high, but I think that's what we should. Well, you know, we were thinking about putting it on for, you know, let's put it on for $299.9 and see what happens. Oh, oh. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like quite a bump. Yeah. So, you know, I'm thinking to myself, you know, I told him, I said, look, you are driving this bus. I'm only here to give you my best advice and tell you exactly what I would do if it was my property and I was selling it at this time. Right. right. So, uh, and Dylan's going to be joining us in a minute here. And, um, I, uh, so I'm just giving you my best advice. At the end of the day, it is your, it's your choice. If you tell me to put it on at $5.99, that's what I'm going to put it on at. And I'm going to give you my opinion as to what's probably going to happen as a result of that. Right. Because I want you to have the full story. But at the end of the day, it's your choice what to put it on at, right? So right. we put it on at $299.9. We dropped it to $284.9. Now, here's what I was getting at, because like you were saying, sometimes you drop the price 10 grand and you got 30 people at your door and, Absolutely, it's, yeah. and it's way over list price mm -hmm. anyway. Well, with this property, the exact opposite happened, even though investors are so hungry right now, even though we listed it too high, admittedly, it's still too high right now, probably. Um, well, not probably it is. We've had 45 showings on this property with no offers. Yeah, now that, that's that, not a good sign. Yeah. Right. I mean, that has to be that's an a horrible sign. Right. So listen, um, give us some of the stats on what's going on in the foreclosure business right now in terms of what you're seeing foreclosures, short sales. You still with us? Yeah, hold on. I guess the call just coming in. We're good, though. No uh, I'm sorry. Go ahead, say oh, it again. Don't worry about it. Give us some of the stats on what you're thinking as far or what you're seeing as far as REOs, short sales, foreclosures, cane counting. Foreclosures, inventory slowly growing. 
for sure. Uh, and I, again, I, you know, I've added, I think I added four in the last two weeks, four new REOs. Remember um, when we used to get like, like eight in a day? Oh God. Yeah. Oh man. That was, uh, that was the wild west. No doubt. Good times though. Oh yeah. <laughs> no doubt. Yeah. One uh, day, for, every, one day for everybody, you, obviously. One day, me and you are going to do a podcast where all we're going to have is war stories from the REO market. Right. We should. Yeah. Oh, we're going to do it, man. Because <laughs> yeah. we are going to blow people's mind with what goes on out there. Oh, people. for sure. For sure. But yeah, like I said, the auction list, I mean, that's a, that's a great barometer. You just go to your local, uh, I go to Kane County Sheriff, look up foreclosure properties. That's gone from, you know, it's up to almost 100 units right now. And it's growing. So and that tells you right there what's going on, you know. And, and all you got to do is look in the in that website and you can see the balances and where some of these are located. And, you know, those values. And, and that's the thing is that, you know, everybody's like, oh, my God, all this equity and values are way up. But all it takes is a couple of distressed sellers to sell their home in their neighborhood. That's your new comp. If he yep. sells it for forty grand less, that, that's a comp now, you know. Well, with one, with one exception, um, appraisers <clears throat> do take into account if if something's a foreclosure. Well, or, I'm, not, I'm not even talking foreclosure. I'm just talking like a distressed seller. Like, yeah. oh, we got to get out. Oh, of here. yeah, yeah, you know? yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's a comp now, and that's why it's just it's just tough, man. It, it's you know, I I see a lot of uh, tough times coming up. Arctic winter. Yeah, well, listen, we're headed into Thanksgiving. Everybody's thinking about their family members that are coming to visit. They don't want to make it too comfortable for them, so they have right. to figure out their household <laughs> yeah. situation. I know how that works. <laughs> right? Uh, everybody's thinking about traveling to someone's house, and then from there, you go right into everyone starts thinking about uh, Old St. Nick and Christmas coming up. Right. So, yeah, we're headed in 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 the Chicago metro area, you know, if you're watching from on YouTube or wherever else from uh, Phoenix or L.A. or some other place, you know, real estate doesn't change as much in the winter months as it does here because yeah. no one wants to go out and deal with this stuff. No, you know, definitely not. Definitely not. Stuff. So give us a quick thumbnail of this property you're at in uh, in Montgomery. How many beds? How many baths? Uh, this is a four bedroom, uh, two and a half bath, full finished basement. Um, it's uh, it's nice. It's over in uh, I can't. I'm sorry, I don't. I can't think of a subdivision offhand, but right at the, it's right at 30 and uh, Gordon Gordon Road off of there. Okay. Or Orchard and 30 and just west and over by Orchard Road. So um, nice. It's going to be real nice. I mean, and that's one thing. Like with Fanny, they've been doing great work on these properties. Yeah. Albeit it takes too long, but you know, at in the end, you've got definitely the shiny penny. Are they doing one. full rehab on this property? Oh yeah, I mean they're you know they're not afraid to do any. If we tell them, hey, you know, I want to put in a you know I want to put in a new you know mantle and this and just you know they're letting you pretty much do it at this point, you know. Yeah. So yeah, yeah I mean, and we're we're getting top dollar for these once we get the price right. Again, though, you know these things. I've I've had properties with you know, just Fanny and some of my other stuff. And it's like, they can be completely beautiful, but if you price them too high, they don't sell. You know? Yeah. Well, once well, you, you know, get them priced I mean, right, then they sell, you know? You don't have, you don't have to say this. You still work with Fanny. I don't work with them anymore. I'm going to say it. 
Fannie Mae has a different way of pricing homes. I'm not knocking them or anything. I'm yeah. really not. But they have a different way of pricing homes. They they put it on a three month marketing cycle. So right. that so very often these homes will come on the market overpriced. And by the time you're at your 60 day mark or 30 day mark, even you're getting a little closer to where it's uh, to where it should be. Thanks, Stephen. Uh, Stephen McMullen just dropped a little comment, said great podcast, guys. So uh, thanks for tuning in, bud. And keep doing it every Wednesday at 11 and every Saturday at 9 a.m. And we're going to bring Dylan on here in a second. So give us, can you give us, I'm probably asking you something you can't do right now. I don't want to get you in trouble. Yeah, right. Easy, pal. <laughs> <laughs> Where, give us a range of what you think this property is coming on the market for. In uh, this will be probably three, you know, 310 to 360. 310. 60. I mean, I you know, I, honestly, I don't know. I, I don't know. You know. No, I get it. I get yeah, it. Yeah, I haven't looked at just because I haven't looked at. I haven't done an analysis on this property. Yeah, I really haven't. You know. I mean, I know what you're going to tell them, and then I know what they're going to do. Right. I'm going to say 389. You know what? Think about this: four bedroom, two and a half bath, completely rehabbed, anywhere from 310 to 360, depending on how Fannie Mae's algorithm works in their mind. Right. And uh. John's getting another call here or something. Uh, right? Okay, my bad. So, um, yeah, you know that's not bad. I mean, that is uh, that is a pretty good price, and that you know three ten to three sixty for a four bedroom, two and a half bath property uh, is a pretty pretty good deal still. As we just said, the median sold price right now is 290 in the Chicago metro area. It looks like we lost John. Hey, if you want to get a hold of John, go to Why Rent Real Estate. John is a great guy. I've worked with him for a long time. And we are now going to bring Dylan Kramer on Benchmark Mortgage. Hey, buddy. The man, the, man, on, baby? the legend. <laughs> Dylan Kramer, the mortgage guru, the mortgage problem solver. I like that. Yeah. Well, you know what? We're, you know what? We're playing with taglines here in the early in the podcast and, um, and we'll figure out what exactly uh, is going to kind of present itself to the market as we go forward. But um, I'm kind of excited to get on and talk a little shop today. I, uh, I actually am, uh, I've been chasing around all day. It's been an interesting uh, week in the market. And um, I, I think that it's as we, you know, I, I heard you talking to John. Uh, I, I think that this holiday season has the potential to be really, really good if you're a, an active buyer. Um, you know, one of the things I talked, Larry, last year with a few of the business partners that I work with is, hey, it was a great time to buy a house. And I think it's kind of repeating itself. And yeah. here's why. Last year, and this year's going to be the same. Everybody was under market. And at that point, rates were at about six, six and a quarter percent. And yeah. everybody was like, oh, we'll have lower rates in the spring. And there were a bunch of people like, oh, we'll have lower rates by May. Like, it's going to be great. And we'll have rates in the fives again. But what if you don't? 
and, and that's what came to pass this year, right? Like we had rates in the eights as long as early as a month ago, mm-hmm. and we've, uh, you know carried the entire year in the sevens. So the fact of the matter is that if you bought a house that's three hundred grand a year ago and it's up six percent, you made eighteen grand. So yeah, you paid six percent, but you didn't pay eight, and you made eighteen grand in appreciation this year. And yeah. so I, I just think that for the right motivated buyer. We're going to have a lot of buyers go to the sidelines. Rates are still high. It's the holidays, blah, blah, blah. The only people who are still in the market are the ones who are really motivated to sell. And you can get a house under your control at a fair price. And and I've heard you say lots of times over the last few weeks, you can never renegotiate your sale price. I was just going to say that. I was going to say it again. Thank you. Go ahead. Make the um, point. I I think, but I think that this window, now that we're into the mid-November window, right? It's Thanksgiving next week, and we're going to find ourselves surely with a uh, a market that is slower, right? Like, let's not kid ourselves. It's not a fast market. And so the thing is that, um, I, I mean, it's an old Warren Buffett phrase, right? But you need to be greedy when other people are fearful and you need to be fearful when everybody else is greedy. Yeah. And so we're in a situation right now where rates are making people scared and heading into the sideline. This isn't the time to be greedy and get yourself, you know, especially like John mentioned in the last segment, as I was listening, there are distressed sellers that are now in the market. You know what they do? They stay in the market during the holidays. Because they're just hoping to catch that one buyer. And if you can catch that one person and get in there and close fast, right? I mean, not not to shill for myself, but that's exactly what I'm going to do. If you're pre-approved and you've got your stuff vetted and you're ready to go and you find a place Friday after Thanksgiving, Monday after Thanksgiving, and they're like, can you close before Christmas? Absolutely but I need another 10 grand off. And that's a doable thing because the market is going to cooperate with the buyers now. And and at the end of the day, we've talked about it over and over again, right? But we can go through the list and don't let current rates scare you off. Market conditions are going the right way. Absolutely. A hundred percent. And the point Dylan started making when I rudely interrupted him the point he was starting to make is that guys you can never renegotiate your purchase price but you can refinance your interest rate so if you buy a house at seven and a half percent that's your interest rate on your mortgage and you get it for twenty thousand dollars cheaper than you would have if you would have waited until interest rates drop to where you wanted them to be and there's this free feeding frenzy that's driving prices up again because trust me that's going to happen um you're making a mistake if you find a house that you like now Full speed ahead at seven and a half percent. Right. Larry, you know what? One of the things we talked about over time um, on, on the podcast, um, on the radio show is, is, look, if you're if rates have driven you out of the market because you're not financially qualified anymore. I get that. Like it sucks. But that's the reality of the situation. 
Yeah. But if it ha but if you're still qualified at these rates, then you can only do better from here on a monthly payment standpoint once you get things kind of under your control. And, and at the end of the day, um, that's really, I think, the most important thing that, that people have to recognize is this market, the quote, good times to buy, great times to buy look ugly to everybody else like that's yeah. i mean you know and, and it's not it's not just real estate right like at the end of the day if you turn around and you were out and you were looking for the right time to buy the stock market it was in 2008 right when it had crashed 40 percent, and everybody was like you can't buy stocks look what happened no no now's the time right now absolutely now is the time yeah and so i, I just think that you have to cast an eye on finding the right deal. And I get that you might find yourself in a situation where the right deal, quote unquote, um, doesn't look like it. But I'll, I'll tell you a story from the last market. I know you were talking about the good old days um, yeah. in the previous segment. Right. I had a client and he was kind of the first one, right? He bought an REO property with a renovation loan and we helped him do it. And it was a condo on North Avenue near Humboldt Park in the city of Chicago. Okay. Four-story building, medical office on the ground floor, three condos. Okay. It had originally been purchased for like $350,000. Um, he got it for eighty, dollars and a rehab loan to, to redo the kitchen and redo the bathrooms because they were a mess after going through foreclosure. Um, he bought the top floor unit. Bought it for 86, but was all in on the loan on like 110. He divested himself from that property after living in it for two years and then renting it for almost 10. He sold it for 435. And what did he purchase it for? He was all in at $110,000, $85,000 purchase price, $25,000 in rehab. There you go, guys. And that's the win, right? Like the win. if you want to kill it in real estate, to your point, you got to make it on your buy. And, and so my point about this current market yeah. is, look, it's not a foreclosure market. There's probably not triple your money. I mean, the other thing for him was he was like 5% down. So, I mean, he made $300,000 in profit on five, six, seven grand, right? Because he only had to put that money that was his cash on cash, but his purchase price tripled. That's probably not in the market right now. Like I get that. Yeah. But the reality of the situation is that if, if there was ever a time where somebody's like market down or, or give them the last 20 grand, I got to get out of this house. It's now it's this time of year. Yeah, absolutely. Buyers that are on the market now are a hundred percent motivated. And that's, one of the things I wanted to get into with you, you know, we talked last week a little bit about the fact that, you know, short inventory, we don't need to go into that again. Everybody knows right. there's not a, lot, not a lot of inventory on the market. A lot of buyers are on the sidelines because of perceived high interest rates because they've seen all these two and 3% interest rates over the last, you know, two, three years ago, whatever. So a lot of buy, you know, a, of the 568,000 or so houses that 
are currently on the market nationwide, about 39% of those have had at least one price adjustment. And by price adjustment, we know that. You mean what? You're right. Uh, uh, so Let me here, ask you a question. Oh, wait, make I your wanted, point, but I have a question when you're done. Okay. I wanted to get into something. Um, and before we do ask your question, but I wanted to get into other than just lowering your price. Um, what are some of the things um, sellers can do to motivate buyers? And one in particular I'm thinking of is the two one buy down which you could explain how that all works, or you could explain what would be a better um, motivation. Sure. sure. Let's, uh, so let's talk, let's talk about buy downs. Um, and, and so Larry, there's two types of buy downs in the market. The one that people advertise is, is the two one buy down. Um, and I like it. Uh, I don't like buy downs generally. So let me say that up front, but let me explain that. So buy down one is what's called a, a temporary buy down or a two one buy down. It makes the biggest difference from an affordability standpoint of the monthly payment for a borrower. So in essence, using our $400,000 example, um, in, it, it, what it allows a seller to do is put some money aside, usually about two and a half percent of the purchase price. So in a $400,000 case, it's 10 grand, right? Mm -hmm. And so they put that two and a half percent aside, they concede it to the seller. So they're going to net $390,000 once all is said and done. The lender takes that money and puts it in escrow for the borrower. And they use it to discount the payment 2% the first year. So if rates are seven and a half, the payment will effectively be five and a half for the borrower for the first year. And in the second half, in the second year, it'll be six and a half. And then it resumes at seven and a half for the balance of the loan. It is a temporary buy down. It is funded by the seller. On a $400,000 loan, it'll make $300 a month in difference, which is great because if the seller cuts the price the same $10,000, then the payment would be permanently reduced by about 60 bucks a month. Mm -hmm. So it is a, for the first year, a 4X discount versus just cutting the price. However, it is temporary. And I don't like it for that reason. Um, buy down number two is in essence, a reduction of the rate. So let's say we take two and a half percent, we buy down the rate. If rates are seven and a half today, two and a half percent will buy you half, maybe five eighths. So maybe you get 6.875. That sort of reduction is more like 200 bucks a month. And so what does like, that cost the seller? Exactly. Same so two I'm, and a half percent. So exact same the seller, two and a half percent of right. their, of their, so, so you of, can do Purchase price, purchase price. So four hundred thousand right. dollars. It's ten grand. Lender's going to put that aside. It's going to drop the interest rate to X. Right. It's going to drop year. it roughly half to five eighths. So, so in essence, think of it like this: you, if you're a seller, and you're going to cut your price ten grand, or you're going to not gain this last ten grand, you got three doors. Door number one: cut the price, save the borrower sixty dollars a month. Door number two: fund a buy down. 
like a permanent buy down. Um, and you might move them from seven and a half to six, eight, seven, five. And that's going to maybe save them 200 bucks a month. Right. Door number three, two, one buy down temporary 400 bucks the first year, 200 bucks the second year, and then back to normal. They're all fraught with problems. The price cut doesn't really, it's just not sexy, right? It doesn't win, right? I mean, it's 60 bucks. It's not going to move the needle. I don't love either buy down, honestly, Larry, for two reasons. Um, but I like the permanent buy down more than I like the temporary buy down. The permanent buy down gets you 6875. But what if you're right about rates? We've talked on our broadcasts before that you think we have lower rates by spring. I think we will have higher rates. However, um, with lower rates comes the opportunity. If rates go to six and three quarters and you have seven and a half, you'll refinance. If you have six, eight, seven, five, and you spent 10 grand to get it, you spent 10 grand to get a discount on the rate that you can get for free in six months or a year or a year and a half. So mm -hmm. I wouldn't do that. The temporary buy down, I think is a preferable buy down but I don't love it either. And the reason is if rates are seven and a half, you still have to qualify at seven and a half. And so that temporary buy down, the good news is if you go to seven and a half and then start at five and a half and in eight months, you want to refinance, the money in the escrow account is yours to take with you to your refinance loan. And so at okay. least that money is yours. Whereas in the permanent buy down although the rate buy down is permanent the discount is gone if the opportunity to refinance shows up um right. so part of it for the for the client depends on what's the right move next and and sometimes it's really difficult to know so if that seller is going to take 10 grand less i would argue that the seller buy down is the more is the best of three kind of not great options, right? At the end of the day, like, look, high rates are, are a difficult thing to deal with. On one level, um, you know, it, 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 the, the 10 grand on the purchase price, like if you're going to finance 80% of that, it, it's going to save you two grand in cash up front. And, and that's it. And the lower loan payment is going to be 60 bucks lower. Like it's just, um, so it, it depends on what, go ahead. What is your, uh, what would you say is the best road to travel uh, with those three scenarios you just gave? All things being equal, which is not the case, right? One of the things we do when we work with clients is try to understand where they're going to be. So let's say this, if you're going to be in the house for an extended period of time, you, you see it as a five-year plus house, <clears throat> I would get the 210 buy down which I, I know sounds like I don't love it and I don't, but it's the best deployment of that money. The 2-1 buy down. The 2-1 buy down. Because if you get the chance to refinance, <clears throat> that money's still yours. It's in your escrow account, yeah. right? So they, yeah. they, they put it in your escrow with your taxes. And then let's say it's $400 cheaper. Every month they just pull four grand. Four, 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 four. And then right. move on. Right. And so- if in eight months they've only used three thousand of the ten thousand, the other seven goes with you to the next loan. You could reduce your principal balance. You could do a bunch. Yeah, of I mean that's a big deal. It it it, it is. Um, but what if we're wrong, right? And and we wake up and you know 
two years from now rates are nine and you're through your discount period and you were kind of counting on your discount period to keep that house affordable. Now you're in at seven and a half, same seven and a half you would have had anyway, but now you're there. And, and so I don't love that. Whereas you could have, if rates went up, you could have had 6.875 today if you used a regular buy down. Right. But the trade for that is that rates are going to turn around and um, what if rates go down? And, and so I just don't know. And so if, if I'm, if, if I'm going from a, if I'm choosing blind, which we all are, right? We don't know where rates are going. We don't know what yeah. the value is going to do, et cetera, et cetera. I would do the buy down if I was choosing from these three doors of what the seller is going to take 10 grand less. How do we structure it? Yeah. So on a $400,000 home, though, if you're talking a two one buy down, you're talking uh, you're talking eight thousand the first year and you're talking four thousand the second year. Total twelve thousand dollars. Am I correct in that? Uh, yeah. I mean, there's some alchemy in the math, but yeah, that's about it. Yeah. So, I mean, the seller has to be prepared and has to understand that they're essentially dropping the price, twelve thousand right. dollars. They're doing it in a different way to benefit the buyer, and the buyer, like you said, it's temporary. So, you know, if if two years from now, for some reason, inflation is back to two percent, and everything's going great, um, and rates are down to five point nine percent. Right. You can refinance to 5.9%. In the meantime, you've only been paying five and a half and six and a half percent. Exactly right. So it, it it's a little bit of a moving target. So we're trying to help people um, understand that as they're going into their transaction. Yeah. But so if I, I would sell, but if I was advising a seller, I would say, look, I would advertise if I'm one of your Naperville sellers, right? And I'm selling a subdivision house in Naperville, four bedrooms, two and a half baths, et cetera, et cetera. Right. Or whatever. And it and there's two other houses in the I subdivision. Got one of those coming on the market in Buffalo Grove. In about there you go. So but but you're in a situation where there's two other houses that are very, very similar comps in the market. And we're all going to be at roughly the same price. I would absolutely be advertising that I am willing to entertain funding a buy down to help the buyer because the buyer may be motivated by whatever their situation is in terms. And you know, the old cliche, you can have your price if I can have my terms. And so <laughs> it, at the end of the day, one of the things that it's important to know is what are the financing regulations relative to the situation at hand? And that's honestly, more relevant in this market for sellers than they think it is, right? That for years, we've been just like, hey, you're approved or you're pre-qualified. Go get your loan. Don't worry about it. The, the seller has to engage in understanding how the financing plays a role in them liquidating the asset and, and getting them access to their equity. Yeah, yeah. So by the way, you guys that are tuning in on... Facebook, on YouTube, on LinkedIn, and uh, soon on all of Dylan's sites as well, because I'm going to show you how to do that, Dylan, where you're nice. going to stream this on any site you want, up to two sites on any site you want. Love it. 
Um, so if you're out there and you're watching on YouTube, be sure to like, comment, and follow because we have some great, great information and great guests. I was mentioning that on the 29th, we have Margaret Gear from Chicagoland Home Staging coming on. Awesome. And Margaret owns Chicagoland Home Staging. She recently uh, staged an 11,000 square foot home in Naperville that my partner, Michael Afito, had on the market for $2.895 million unbelievable house just just amazing but it wasn't staged for the longest amount of time as soon as as soon as it was staged it sold so we're going to show you the value of staging on november 29th and by the way this saturday patrick loftus is going to be joining us so we love patrick right yeah yeah, no, yeah I, I, I'm, I'm sorry larry i got i got ping say it again uh, Patrick Loftus is going to be joining us this Saturday. Oh, well, that's fantastic. We haven't, we haven't seen Patrick in a while. Yeah, Patrick is an awesome guy and uh, look forward to uh, seeing him this Saturday. Um, so what else is going on in your mortgage life? That that's it, man. We're we're fighting the fight. I mean, we turn around. And we we like I said, we sent a uh, we sent a transaction to closing today, which is great. Um, and that was a um, you know that that was another actually interesting thing about this transaction. Um, I, I'll spare you the details about the conversation around the challenges um, in trying to get um, in, in the, the challenges in trying to get our communication with the people in that transaction done. The thing I think that is relevant there is that buyer was fairly well off financially, but nobody wants to set money on fire, right? So at the end of the day, he's buying a condo, second home in the city of Chicago proper. And we advised him because he has the capacity to on a $350,000 unit to put 30% down and take a smaller mortgage. Why? Mm -hmm. Because at the end of the day, the financing costs for the extra 10% down drop dramatically. Fannie Mae has what's called a loan level price adjustment grid. And so think of it like this when I explain it to home buyers. Um, today, getting your mortgage, when people call and ask, hey, what's your rate? It's, it's not like you're going to old country buffet and it's like, well, for 12 bucks or 15 bucks, you can have whatever you want. It used to be like, look, rates were six and a half. And if rates were six and a half, everybody got six and a half. Right now, after the foreclosure market of 15 years ago, they've come in and done the math and they're like, well, what causes loans to be more likely to go to foreclosure? Less down payment, condos, um, 30 years versus 15 years, adjustable rate loans. How much money will you have in the bank after closing, et cetera, et cetera. So we were able to go through these 30 different factors and say, look, if you put 30% down, you will save thousands of dollars over the course of the first two years, much less over 30. And so he was like, well, I have the money to do that. Like I wouldn't like the loan was going to be like $7,000 more expensive in the first 24 months. Mm -hmm. and, and he only had to put down another 30. So it was like, well, do you want to keep that 30 in your pocket and, and, you know, end up with 23? Like that's how this ends. And yeah. so it, it's always interesting when we find where our advice can make a difference yeah. financially. So yeah. that's cool. You know, uh, oddly on the other end of the spectrum, we're working on uh, another one of those no money down 
transactions. So that's cool. And we got a few other things going out. We're helping a couple of seniors with reverses, you know, usual bundle of stuff. We're in the problem solving business right now. Yeah. That's the problem solver uh, tag. And that's really been the, the, the it's, always that way. It. it's always that you way. You know, it, 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 it's more so now than most. I mean, yes, we're always solving problems. You're a hundred percent right. But in a market like this, um, it seems like every transaction has a problem to get solved, if that makes sense. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, hey, listen, if somebody wants to get in touch with the Dylan Kramer, the mortgage problem solver, the guru, how do they do that? Uh, you can call or text me anytime. It's 630-708-7088. Okay, awesome. Listen, appreciate you uh, coming on as usual. I'll see you Saturday at night. got it. All right, and, my friend. Uh, we'll have some good conversation with uh, with our buddy Patrick Loftus of Loftus Law and uh, Chicago Metro uh, real estate attorney. So um, have an awesome week. It's hump day. You still got a little little bit of a week to go here. We'll get through. If you need me, call me. I love it. As always. All right, my friend. Take it uh, easy. Yeah, I'll talk to you. All right, everybody. So uh, that was Dylan Kramer, the mortgage guru, the mortgage uh, problem solver. If you need to get in touch with uh, Dylan, just give him a call at the phone number he gave you. By the way, I want to make mention of something. Um, if you guys would like a lot of your questions answered about real estate, I just published this book called the top tens of real estate 32 proven top 10 real estate lists to help you absolutely maximize your profit whether you're buying selling or investing and if you want this book yeah you can go to amazon and buy it you can go to barnes and noble and buy it you could whatever but if you want the book for free just text book to 630-921-0611. And I will send you the free ebook, The Top Tens of Real Estate. We're getting a little light in here, so it's hard to see. There it is. Okay, so um, the other thing is I wanna thank our sponsor, TrustedAgentUSA.com. Whether you are buying, selling, or investing, TrustedAgentUSA.com will save you a ton of money and not only that, match you up with the top agents in your area, wherever you are, whether you're watching us in California, Phoenix, Chicago, Metro, Milwaukee, wherever, um, we will match you up with the top agents in your area. They will list your home for, in some cases, as low as one and a half percent if you're also buying your next home with us. And all of our buyers get a half a percent rebate back on the property that they're purchasing. So if you're purchasing a $400,000 property, you're going to get a $2,000 rebate to put towards your closing costs and prepaids, and that's a big deal. And uh, so I wanna thank everybody for tuning in today, the Real Estate Radio Show Podcast. Remember, we're here every Wednesday at 9 a.m., excuse me, every Wednesday at 11 a.m., to around 12. Sometimes we run a little long, a little short, but we're on every Wednesday at 11 a.m. 
and we're on every Saturday at 9 a.m. And this Saturday, we have uh, Patrick Loftus joining us. Dylan will be back, of course. And uh, we look forward to seeing you all. Remember, trustedagentusa.com. Go there, check it out, click on any link to get started, save yourself a ton of money. And if you want the book, the book, The Top Tens of Real Estate, 32 Proven Top 10 Real Estate Lists to Maximize Your Profit, whether you sell, buy, or invest, just text BOOK to 630-921-0611. Hey, it's hump day. You guys have a, a fantastic rest of the week and we will see you soon. Take care. Peace. Be good to yourself and everybody else.